sharing wisdom and speaking truth, this is the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the IPHC Leadership Cast. My name is Garrett Magby and today I'm sitting here with Joel DeBitsway from South Africa, the national overseer of the IPHC there. Uh, Joel, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me here, Gary. Thank you so much for being here with us. It's a, it's a privilege to be able to have this time to talk with you. Uh, I'd like to ask at first if you could just give our listeners a little bit of your background and how the Lord called you into ministry and, and, uh, and then kind of take us briefly through to where uh, you are now as the National Overseer. Well, thank you. As you have already said, my name is Joel Dibizwe. Um I'm husband of one wife. I've been blessed with three girls. Uh, <clears throat> how I came into the ministry, well, I'm, I'm the third generation of the Pentecostal Holiness Church. My grandfather was one of the converts of the first missionary in 1915. 1915? Yes, in South Africa, and he formed. He was part of the board or the committee of uh, Kenneth Spooner. Yeah. And then since then, it's history. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So I have known no other church but this church. I mean, after grandfather, my father, and then us. So we've been raised in that Christian and uh, pastor family. That's amazing. So we, I have a joy of meeting most of the missionaries that came to uh, South Africa then, uh, just as soon as my eyes were open enough to recognize some of them. So that has been my journey. <clears throat> so I have been very active in the church at a very early age. Uh, as a youth leader, Sunday school teacher. I mean, we call it Sunday school then, but it was children's church now. That's yes, what we yes. Call it, yeah. So that's been all my life. And then until, until I became a youth leader, I really uh, got to have the personal, what I could say is a personal experience with the Lord uh, Jesus Christ in 1984. Okay, 1984? Yes, but uh, I know that God has used me from as early as age of 12. I've 12? Been, yes, I have served the church and I've done great things. You know, my grandmother was, was, short, was short-sighted a little bit. She couldn't see. Yeah. So I was taking her to church every Sunday, three times on a Sunday. That three is times how, on that a is Sunday. how they they went to church. <laughs> nice. Thursday women ministry. I had to go take her there. Mm-hmm. So in a case where she could not go and pray for other church members because she she was a pastor's wife, then I I had to do it for her. She could send me to go and pray. And you would be the you oh, would be yes. the best <laughs> <of> praise. <laughs> it's amazing that I would quote a scripture that's not even relevant to healing. When I'm praying for, for those people, like I, I, the, the scripture that I love so much was uh, Ephesians chapter 6, you know, uh, children obey your parents in the Lord. I would just quote that scripture and pray for the, for the old lady, the other old lady, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the journey has been that long, uh, saving the church, and then I became a pastor. Yeah. I, I actually planted the church before I was a pastor. Oh, did you? The, the church that you uh, wound up pastoring, but you were in, involved in the planting before that? I planted the church, and I could not be a pastor because I was not ordained. 
Ah, okay. So I had to go and get a pastor to come in. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be the pastor of yes, the church that you But find. winning souls to, to Christ has been my passion. Okay. Sharing the gospel and then bringing people to church has been there with me ever since I was a young person. So I've planted the first church in 1990. Okay. And then, like I said, I could not pastor it. I was not even a mission worker then. So uh, they had to give me a pastor now to come and pastor me. Okay. And then... I came up the ranks, I was licensed and then ordained, and then pastored some few churches, of course. I was elected into the conference board, <clears throat> and then I became elected also in the national leadership. I was a CM director for, for two terms, mm -hmm. and then I became an administrator, what you call stewardship now. And then I became the assistant to the national bishop for two terms, and then I became the national bishop, the, the overseer, as I call it now. The overseer. So that is way. The, 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 the crux of the matter and the, the climax of my ministry is to go and pastor the church, the first church that was planted in South Africa, in Puke. Okay. And when I went to pastor that church, really the Lord spoke to me that, you must understand what you are getting into here. <laughs> the altar is built here. Yes, yes. Is this, this is the experience that you were referring to earlier when you said you had a personal experience with the Lord. Is this the same one? No, no. No, this is different. I was already saved then. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. okay, so that is the church that I'm pastoring now. Okay. The church that was started by that first missionary, Kenneth Spooner. Wow. So it's not a, it was not an easy task. Yeah, yeah. But it was great, and I felt honored and humbled of the Lord to, to lead that church. So far, I'm uh, the national overseer. This is my first term in, in office. Okay. Uh, and we hope the Lord will do some great things. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Now, I think, I think recently uh, you were involved. We did a, a week of, of prayer, global prayer. Yes. And it was, it was you and, and members of your church that were yes. praying on behalf of, of Africa. Was exactly. Like, I, was, I don't know if you know this. I was behind the, the camera. I was helping operate everything. Okay. And so, but uh, Lou Shirey and, and, and uh, Dr. Beecham and, Dr. and others Beecham, yeah. were, yeah, well, were there. So uh, I've, I've seen a little bit of your church through the, through the camera when okay. you did that. Yeah, but we did the Facebook Live. Uh -huh. Huh. And uh, and you all were um, leading in prayer, and uh, it was an amazing time of prayer um, right through that connection yeah. on Facebook, yeah. and, and wonderful because the rest of the the IPHC was able to tune in and pray with you all. And, yep, um, that so was wonderful. It was yeah, yeah. it was a wonderful yeah. time, and we were so happy that that worked out, and our connection lasted most of the time where yeah. we could. We could get everything, you know, to go through smoothly. Exactly. Um, but that was at the that was taking place at the church that you're pastoring at uh, currently. Is that correct? No, this year it was at uh, our head office in Krugersdorp. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, actually, I had a team of. Uh, it was a meeting with the council of bishops. Okay. So that day just came at the right time. So I had them. Oh, to okay. help me. Uh, so that was the whole assembly at that of point. Course, of yeah. the council of bishops. That's <laughs> Last year it was in a local church, and that's why I was with my wife then. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. but this year it was uh, during the meeting of the Council of Bishops. It was very wonderful. It exposed them. It exposed us also to be part of the global prayer. Yes. And uh, we cannot thank uh, Dr. Lou much for that uh, opportunity to to serve in that line. Oh, he was he was he was <coughs> ecstatic. We were all so excited, yeah. uh, and and the fact that um, we had the opportunity to pray 
with so many different yes. uh, leaders from all over the world that we could we could pray with you all from South Africa yeah. and also pray with people from uh, the Asia uh, continent and, and and I mean Europe and I mean I, I think once I think by the time it was all over because it was a, it was about a week full of, of different yes. uh, times no. of prayer uh, but I think at the end of that week we had prayed with somebody in every continent that the IPHC was involved in Wonderful. Uh, yeah. and so which I, is just about every continent yeah. no. <laughs> Thank so, you so very much. Yes. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, having the opportunity to come into that church, that first church plant, and and be the pastor, uh, what were some of the things that um, the Lord put on your heart, if you don't mind sharing with us, put on your heart when you were taking on that responsibility of pastoring that church, uh, things that you would you would hope and pray for to see in that church and among the the, uh, the ministry as a whole in your, in your area? Yeah. And one of the greatest questions that I asked myself was, did uh, that missionary know that that church will be there 100 years? Because yeah. we celebrated the 100 years of the Pentecostal Church in South Africa there. To, oh, really? Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was such a, a, a life-changing experience, yeah. spiritually for that matter, because God was starting to show me uh, great things that should emanate from that uh, church. Actually, I was starting to see how the gospel went into Africa from that place. You know, I was sharing with Bishop Tal uh, and, and uh, Mrs. Cheryl Turner. They were young kids when that church was still there. They were playing in the grounds there with soil. Yes. And uh, I mean, now look where they are now. Yeah. missionaries in their own right and occupying such high positions. Uh, some of us were uh, raised in that place here, my now as a national overseer. Now the Lord, by His grace, has appointed me as a chairman of the All Africa Fellowship, you know. Yeah. And, and God was really saying to us, uh, this, is, this is a fountain, this is where everything has started and we must uh, unplug all the dead, remove all the dead in that, what you call, open the well again so that the yes. water can start springing out again. So when you get to our church, you'll find that uh, uh, as a slogan, you know, yes. uh, reopening the wells from Genesis, as Isaac was reopening the wells of his father. So the Lord was really speaking to us to say, this place used to give water to the whole world in terms of the gospel. The dark continent of Africa, most of the people received the gospel from from there. So yeah. that well needs to be reopened again. Rehoboth, reopening the well, and God gave us peace so that the gospel can go into. So my passion is to help as much as we can, especially into Africa, to proceed and take it further than where our parents and our foreigners had gone. So that to me, that is why we are having the All Africa Fellowship now. We want to try and put the resources from Africa to help the churches. We 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 also trying to be a very very missional church. So our structure includes world missions. We have a world mission department, and we have uh, planted churches in four maybe three different countries: oh, uh, Namibia, uh, Madagascar, uh, Swaziland. Uh, we we were trying to get into Namibia actually and Lesotho. We've just some, done some some fact findings from those 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 areas. So we cannot only we believe that South Africa, it's a springboard for the gospel in Africa. So 
we're taking that very seriously. Even as a national overseer now, I, I, I am looking at taking resources from the national office, so we take them into Africa. If by God's grace, by the end of my term, at least we have one church in every uh, country in Africa, that would be an achievement for me. That absolutely would. That'd be amazing. Yeah, Amen. That's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you this. While you're in this process of trying to uh, take the gospel into all these different areas and make sure that, that uh, at least if you could, one church in every, every uh, area would be amazing. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that you face or some of the things that you've noticed are some of the biggest um, hurdles to uh, get over or jump over while you're trying to uh, administer the gospel in some of these areas? Are there things that uh, tend to be more difficult than others that, yeah. that uh, you're constantly... Um, uh, praying through and having the Lord guide you on how to get through, or, or yeah. what do you what do you face in those areas? Quite quite a few obstacles, of course. Africa is Africa; it's it's a dynamic uh, continent on its own. Yes, many uh, traditions there, many cultures, many languages, many groups. I mean, South Africa alone, we have about eleven languages. That tells you eleven uh, groupings of people. Yeah. So even if we can operate as South Africa, we still have cultural barriers that we have to cross. Yes. Uh, so that is a challenge. Now imagine when you go into the whole of Africa. Uh, there's an Anglophone zone, I mean, where, where people speak English. There's area where there's French. There's area where there's Portuguese. And I'm talking as uh, like official languages. Uh, but. Even more than that, the national languages are there. Yeah. We find that there are many languages and dialects in one area. Number two is resources. Our people are not that much resourced. Uh, infrastructure is another problem. And finances. And finances. Okay. My, my, my take is a meeting like this one, this Global Leadership Summit, it's helping us to expose all the leaders to what the IPHC is outside their borders. Yes, yes. To me, that is, that is, if I could get everyone to come here, because then I know that we will have empowered the national leader in every country at the same time. Yes. It's very, very easy. So <clears throat> those challenges are there. And then uh, as I talk about the resources, we, we know Africa is, is poorly resourced, no money. Uh, no infrastructure. We are living in the world of technology now, internet and, and whatever. Yes. We, we're still far behind. Many countries are still far behind. Yeah. Now, even those who are advanced now, it's an impediment for, for them, for us to reach those countries technologically because they are still behind. Yeah. 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 Transportation in Africa is still a problem. You'll find that it's easy to come to the United States than to go to a country that is just neighboring me. Really? In Africa, yes. Yeah. It is more costly to go to another country in Africa while it is easier for me to come to the United States. Really? So to, to come all the way from Africa to the United States it's cheaper than is to cheaper go somewhere than, yes. just because of the lack of transportation? Uh -huh. and, yeah. That is it. Is wow. it? I didn't realize that, yeah. Yes. Not all countries are like that, but most of the countries are like that, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. terrible traveling inside Africa than going outside, yeah. you know. Yeah. So those are the challenges. Uh, and as I said, cultures also mm. uh, are a barrier. You have to break that culture of the people to get into. Even those who 
who receive the gospel, they still have the element of their culture. Yes. And uh, together with the gospel, which is a problem. Yeah. You know, many wives. You know, all, all, all those things. Things they've the, the, in their culture, they've grown up understanding yes. one way, mm -hmm. but now they're the gospel is bringing them and trying to he, teach a new way. Exactly. And so you're trying to break those cultural. Uh -huh. Barriers, Barriers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You find that, that this man has got a passion for the Lord, and then when you get to the background, he's got six wives. <laughs> so you can't use him much because he's a bad example. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but you have no other one, you know, to use that. So yeah. such, such, such things. But I believe the light is coming. Yeah. I really believe that so much is happening in Africa, and we thank God for the missionaries, really, that really did the groundbreaking work yes. to go there. Uh, you know, we have our own experiences of how missionaries would not reach some of our rural parts. I still remember in one year, I'm sure it's 1974, 75, <clears throat> some of the missionaries were coming to our conference and they could not reach the place because now the river was overflowing. Oh, no. <laughs> they were the other side of the river, we are the other side. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. It was such a painful experience seeing them going back now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They couldn't come to a conference. It was raining. Oh, and it, the, so the river was the river was just between us uncrossable. And, yeah. And, yeah. There's no way that we could cross that river. They could cross that river. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Such such uh, issues are there, you know, infrastructure, yes. roads, and whatever. But I'm saying, uh, even under such circumstances in the past, they still managed. The Lord helped yes. them to go through and uh, plant churches. There. We have footprint of American missionaries all over, especially South Africa. Small churches, small mission churches, they are there with their names and whatever. They've yes. done a very wonderful work. We really want to thank God for them. And we believe it is our time now yes. to take over. We are standing on their shoulders. That's amazing. That's, yeah. that, and that's that's so encouraging, too, to know that, that the the work that was done, the church plants are now growing and, and reaching out and trying to uh, themselves multiply. Yeah. And, and within the country, to, to that... that uh, um, that people can start spreading the gospel out of these these seeds that have been planted yeah. all over, and that eventually that growth will just overtake you, you know all areas that have either heard barely heard the gospel or not heard the gospel. Um, which I know that, uh, and you have to tell me this, but are there areas are there areas that you're working in right now to try to administer the gospel that hasn't heard uh, the gospel? Is is that happening currently, or is not there... not much in South Africa? Not much in South really, Africa. Yeah, South Africa really is to expand the work more than to initiate it. It's already there, there's church in every rural area. Let me also say that our church was strong in rural areas. One of the challenges yeah, that we are facing now is urbanization. You know, people now move from rural areas into towns and cities. Yes. And then uh, we are left with buildings that people have moved, especially the young generation. Yeah. So we have uh, the challenge to plant city churches and to reach those people and now who have migrated into, into the cities and uh, and uh, what you call. So with regard to South Africa, <clears throat> uh, that is why we're already spilling out into, to, to go. Our, our responsibility is to grow the numbers. Uh, yes. Uh, but everybody's reached. South Africa is a little bit uh, reached with the gospel, more reached uh, and uh, more developed, if I could say, like, like yeah. more than 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. 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 Every area, even if it can be a dead road, it is accessible. It's accessible, yeah. which is is good because then when you're working in those areas, 
uh, it's not like you're having to start from yes. the very beginning. You can bring it in and then administer, disciple these exactly. areas yeah. and help them grow. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. So, so let, me, let me ask you this. Do you have uh, any final thoughts that you want to li- leave with our listeners uh, about things that the Lord has put on your heart or things you'd like to ask uh, for prayer for um, from everybody listening? Uh, just that you know things that are um, yeah. that are being placed on your heart personally, and, and also for the ministry going on in South Africa. Yeah, prayers. Really, we ask prayers for Africa. Uh, we believe at the heart of uh, uh, God that He had Africa in in His mind. Yes. And we believe in the saying that this is Africa's time. I know politically, uh, Africa is saying to United Nations, it's time that you focus in us and help us. But we as a church believe that we have received long enough. We need to take the opportunity now and take the gospel to other parts of it. We need, as Africans, we need to urgently take up the, the baton and run with it. We believe it is our time. We want to plow back into the kingdom what has been given to us in 100 years of, of ministry. So we are excited about that and then we solicit prayers for that. Okay. Uh, all that we need is for us to be focused, and we believe God will bring the resources. Wonderful. Amen. That is amazing. Amen, amen. That's yeah. wonderful. And we'll, we'll uh, be in prayer for all of South Africa and the work that you all are doing there because it's phenomenal, and it's uh, a huge, huge step in the process of spreading the gospel to the ends of the earth, as, yeah. as the gospel says. So exactly. uh, thank you so much for being with us on the program today. We really, really appreciate you to, um, just uh, coming and sharing your heart with us on the Leadership Cast. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.